Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, a podcast on the FX television series. I'm Bill, and I'm here with my buddy Sharpie, and we're originally from Fargo. I still am from Fargo. You're from somewhere <laughs> else. It's a new show opening. Sharpie, how are you? I think I'm always from Fargo. I don't know. Does it change? Does yeah. it change? I guess people change it. How long do you have to be somewhere to be from somewhere? I don't know. I've had a conversation with my friend Brent for many years about it. And it's like, where are you from originally versus where do you live? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Well, what would your answer be? Well, I've never gone anywhere. I mean, I lived <laughs> I lived across the river in Moorhead for like four years, maybe five. Okay. You know, that's like... Were you, fr- were you from Moorhead? No, never. You, but so, I would never so, say that. No college student says they're from the town they're going to college in. That's true. Speaking of college, uh, do we want to just... Spoilers happening right now. Turn it off if you don't know. Yeah, hopefully this doesn't just automatically pop up in your regular rotation and you haven't seen the episode tonight, which you should have. Episode 8. Yeah. What did you think of the line at the end of the show tonight? <laughs> or at least the one of the last lines Danish craves and... Uh, I'm just cutting right to that for right now. Oh, just starting at the end, and then we'll work backwards. I'm only, because I can't stop laughing about it, in a way. The old Danish gets a lead filling. They probably don't make bullets out of lead anymore, do they? I guess they do, don't they? No. That doesn't seem very environmentally friendly. The line, though, thought I'd heard something (laughs) similar to it before. I had to text my former roommate, because, let's put it this way, there is a line, and I will put it in the end of this episode if you want. (laughs) <laughs> and it is from The Simpsons. The newspaper was founded by Johnny Newspaper Seed, a 14-year-old boy who roamed America founding newspapers. If he's so smart, how come he's dead? <laughs> and speaking of me living in Moorhead, this is so not good for the hot dish, sorry. I lived with a couple guys for quite a few years where we had a VCR because we're old and we taped things with a VCR. We didn't tape the news. We taped two things usually. Jeopardy and The Simpsons reruns anything. So no matter what you were doing, if you were home, somebody was watching Simpsons. It is the only years of my life that I've ever consistently watched or paid attention to The Simpsons. But the amount of crap I remember from that show, I don't dislike The Simpsons by any means. I just, when I heard the line, I was like, that is such a weird line. And then, of course, I like, was like, why do I know this? And so I sent a note to my roommate and I said, if I said this line to you, what would you say? And he's like, oh, I know that line, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what we're learning is Fargo is just a mashup of other shows' scripts. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for my Yippie Kaye. I'm, uh, I got two episodes left. It's definitely happening. Yeah. I, well, we'll keep this pretty hot, Dishy. Um, <laughs> Let's now, now, now. We're, what does we're, that even mean? I mean, it meant like we'll try not to tangent too far, even though I opened with a giant tangent. Wait, where are you from again? Me? I'm from Fargo. Oh, you are. But you're currently living in Denver for how long? You know what it is? If I'm, if I'm talking to people that aren't in Denver, if I'm not in Denver, yeah. then I'm from Denver. If I'm in Denver, then I'm from Fargo. Mm. I think it's contextual. That's good. Let's have the listeners weigh in and we'll go with whatever whatever the average is will be the official number. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Let us know where you say you're from, even though you're from somewhere else. We know where some of you are from because we do have analytics. <laughs> so don't you try to sneak one past us. Shout out to Japan. Who knew we would have that many listeners in Japan? It's cool. Okay. 
let's talk about episode eight blanket. Give me your uh, what's what what were your big standouts? What was what was fun and curious and fun is probably the wrong choice of words there. I'll just go ahead and start with that. This one was interesting to me because it seemed so simple, yet it wasn't. Uh, like surface level seemed simple, yet we got a ton of good little nuggets out of it, right? We've got, like you said, we like you kicked it off with the end, the death of Danish Graves. So he's finally out of the picture. Not finally. Yeah. I mean, I liked him. Um, but we're learning that, you know, Linda, you know, Dot is sort of starting to come through that she was actually daydreaming or, or real dreaming mm-hmm. uh, about Linda. And Linda's most likely gone. We got to see Wit. We've missed him for a while. We finally got to see Lars get caught cheating on his wife, Indira. Um, Oh, and what I was most anticipating up until this point, I was really, really, really hoping that we would get to see the debate for the Stark County Sheriff. Yeah, yeah. And we actually did. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe there'd be a chance that it would just kind of like have happened and we'd come to it after or something like that, or we'd just be leading up to it the whole season. Mm -hmm. But we actually got to see it. And how great was it? (laughs) It was so good. I was totally not expecting that move from Lorraine Lyons and Danish Graves. I knew they were going to fuck with him, but I mean, who could have predicted four Roy Tillmans on the stage? Amazing move. Yeah. You know, at first when we were, when we we're at those uh, courthouses, I had no idea what was going on. He's up there obviously going through their book of, you know, uh, debtors and, you know, who owes him what and, and maybe uh, trying to get some, Slates cleaned, and uh, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, these guys owe us. Let's have them <laughs> change their name to Roy Tillman. We didn't know, though, that that was what was happening, right? Uh, probably my all-time uh, – or not my all-time. <laughs> definitely my favorite part of the, my favorite part of the episode. The, just the goofball part. It is yeah. very, 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 like, juxtaposed against just the, the awfulness of Roy uh, kind of unleashing on Dot. You know, there's just – it's just full-on ridiculousness and then full-on thing. But what I thought at first was like, oh, my God, it is an act- – it's a, it's a full-blown fuckery echo chamber. Yeah, an actual echo chamber. They just keep repeating the same bullshit the other guy says. For real, we we never watch the next on Fargo. We don't watch those. I mean, maybe we should. Maybe we should have. Maybe it would lend. It would, maybe it would stop us from making dumber theories from time to time. But now nah, that keeps it interesting. I just how dumb we are. Well, here's the deal. Like when you when you watch the show later, you watch it like on a streaming service. You're not going to get that next time on Fargo. You don't, right? They they don't put that crud on there. They only do that on like live TV airings. I don't know. Like when you go back and rewatch an episode, it's not at the end that they're like next time on. Far-. It's just the end. The credits roll and it's over. Oh yeah, like that's you pay true. For it. So this that's I'm watching it as intended by whatever my values that are weird. You're not falling into big corporations trap. Yeah, I felt really. <laughs> yeah, I felt really kind of jarred up to just a little bit by the concept of Whitfar wanting to do the right thing, but being outmassed and numbered by a bunch of other assholes. Like, like it's, I couldn't help but think, God, it is so hard sometimes, even in today's world, to, to try and do the right thing when you just, even though you have all the right sensibilities, at what peril to yourself do you do it? You know, the live on to fight another day or something, but I just, it was, 
when it was like kind of one to one, he was there. But the minute he was surrounded, you know, he you've got to do your own version of fight or flight. I think I'm gonna re-sing that. But I just like that he he kept saying who she was, right? Like mm-hmm. he's using her current to her proper name, and just refused to call her Nadine to him, in front of him. And so it's it's a giant, you know. To me, it was like fuck you, Roy. I see you, Nate. I see you, Dot, not Nadine. Mm. Mm. And this is where we saw more parallels between Wit and Indira, right? Because mm-hmm. they both, in this episode, kept their cool like remarkably well. I mean, Wit was literally, they literally put a bullet through his windshield and he didn't draw his gun. He kept his cool. And in the hospital, he kept his cool. He's like, he's like, Ula. Mm-hmm. And he knows that patience is going to be a strong. Uh, device for him and indira like literally catches lars finds a woman in her closet and remains pretty chill about it i mean obviously she's mad but in most scenes like that in popular culture in shows like this people freak out Mm -hmm. and she was pretty level-headed and what i was glad to see was that she was more pissed at lars which is how it should be right and a lot of times in even in real life the people that get the brunt of it are the 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 third wheel, right? The per, the person that's being cheated with. Uh, when they're, I mean, they're not great either. But the real sinner <laughs> is the guy that's married, you know. And that's who should be in trouble the most. And people always seem to go after the other person. So I was glad to see that. Yeah, a lot of. Other interesting things, because I want to save a little bit, but I think I want to at least just say for the record, and I'm sure other people called it. We don't, we're not the only people with opinions and prognostications, but I feel like we called it on the Linda's dead. Yeah. And the windmill was just her own spun up memory. And I, I actually had to text somebody. I was like, they were trying to text me about the show. And I said, if you, have, and it's somebody who listens to the show, I was just like, hey, man, I just, I'm going to let you listen first before I comment because I'd already done it but and that's kind of what uh you know gator could have been on her side very briefly on dot side very briefly there for a second but when she said you know i saw your mom the other day and she's she's doing fine she's coming for you gator knew his mom was dead he was probably there when they buried her i think he's highly confused and i think there was a really nice like play between them too where she talked about she was almost old enough to be Gator's sibling and then he marries her. And so I think when you look at the way that she's trying to protect him in a sibling slash motherly way, but then the, like as a sibling, the minute your sibling turns you on you, you just, you just go full nuclear on them mm-hmm. and you're just mean. Cause she just, she went for it. You know, that's when she told that story about why his name's Gator. Mm, right. And that his dad's never, ever been on him the, the pale he called him a pale puny lizard i wrote down mm-hmm. i don't Gator know Gator origin all right by the way thank you sharpie for mm-hmm. last episode pointing out what you called those beastly sounds of those bowed strings yeah. deep the minute he was walking to his car those strings came back and i was like we don't see him but he's somewhere peekaboo mm. here i am in your backseat So good, and I I, so I appreciate you. I love a good musical cue. It's like, I mean, come on, Darth Vader, like everything, all of it. 
Yeah, Jeff Russo is good at that, good at having little sounds for the individual characters. He's done that in all of the previous seasons, which has been great. Really characterized by those jingle bells or the first season, you know, yeah. shit was getting weird. I don't know. Those scenes in the abattoir, though, with Dorothy are pretty, I don't know. We can talk about them next week. We don't know. It's just not next week. I'm sorry. This later, like in the next recording, but I just think we don't, you know. Um, just another quick nugget that I don't remember where it was, but there was a um, <laughs> where Roy did call something a travesty, which to me is like a pretty nice. I know it's a word that gets used everywhere, but he was like, Jesus fucking Christ, Walter. Why has everything got to be such a goddamn travesty with you? And what was all that shit about <laughs> Vietnam? I mean, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> not lots of things. And then the only other thing I thought was the, uh, not that everybody doesn't hide in closets, but there is that closet scene in Burn After Reading. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Where Brad, mm-hmm. Brad, Brad Pitt. <laughs> you know what I love about that scene from that movie? And I've only seen it like once or twice. What I, but I love it was that, that man... Can you imagine how sore Brad Pitt's mouth was after that? He chewed gum so, <laughs> so hard through that. Film. I like that. That's one of the details you're thinking about after that. <laughs> I movie. don't know. I'm. Man, I think, his mouth has got to be sore. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, if I chew too much gum, I end up at the I end up at the chiropractor getting my jaw fixed. <laughs> Some weird stuff. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were going to say you've thrown out your back chewing gum. <laughs> just about. We, just about. Which you days. probably have. <laughs> I've twisted my ankle sleeping. I'm 40 now. Okay. Okay. We've derailed. It's so different coming off an episode like seven. I, I know there's a lot here. There's a lot going on and there's only two episodes left. So next week is the penultimate episode. And then and then we're going to wrap this thing up, which they're not doing a double header, are they? I don't know. I don't know. I try not. To, I just try not to look at too much stuff. We don't like to look at stuff. No, I mean it gives Except- us a sense of <laughs> superiority because you can't be wrong. This is talking to each other is our own reality. We don't accept whatever else happens out there on uh, the interwebs and the the reddite. We're each other's tiny little tamagotchis. Yeah, well, I was going to say echo chamber. <laughs> just a just another. Mm. Duo of doofus dudes who agree with each other from time to time. Do you yeah. need some little digital food pellets, Bill? I just gave myself some red breast PX cask. It's just enough <laughs> for me. Just a little just a little Irish whiskey for right now. All I thought was we're still back to the early episode where the tiger and the lady is what's behind the door. And so here she is in a place. Is she a tiger? Is she a lady? Is she both? She's an albatross. She is. They did call her an albatross. So, gosh. Danish Graves. R.I.P., bud. Did you ever have ice cream cake for your birthday? You always somehow manage (laughs) to bring this back to to food and... And then I don't. That's because it's the hot dish. Uh, I did. I ever have it for my birthday? No. Yeah. I have had it at birthdays, but I am not an ice cream cake person. Oh, you're not. Meaning, no. Meaning, it's just it's not my thing. I have, for the most part, for my birthday, I am 47 years old. I have had the same birthday cake for my birthday. I, I, if I had to guess, it, it would probably be like 45 of the 47 years. Wow. Yep. Same thing. Spice, cream cheese frosting. Mm. 
There was one year where I thought my friends wouldn't like it, and I made my mom go to Hornbacher's and buy me a marble cake, and then she had it decorated with a boy skateboarding on it because that's what I was into. That was mm. uh, that was third grade. Spice cake is the best cake or carrot cake. I don't really know the difference. They taste the same to me. No, they're okay. So, okay, if you can suck it, buddy. Okay, <laughs> we. That's another. That's our next podcast. Bill and Sharpie fight about food. Uh, what about you? Are you an ice cream cake person since you've got us on this uh, thing? No, not at all. I, d- I enjoy no, it. I don't I just... like ice cream. Okay, now... Sometimes to keep from hurting someone's feelings, we have to say things that aren't exactly... Lies made baby Jesus cry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of The Hot Dish. We'll be back in another day or so. We hope you enjoyed the last one. Sharpie's a monster. Mm-hmm. Chicken piccata. Bye now.